welcome to Beards and Buckets. My name is Connor. I'm joined by Dal. Dal, how you doing, my man? My camera's still broken, so you can't see the peace signs that I'm throwing at you. But I'm doing pretty well. I uh, got the the home run derby on in the background. Our Pujols got robbed. Uh, Juan Soto beat him. Our Pujols is wonderful and is like 87 years old. The One of my favorite sports conspiracy theories... I think probably second behind the whole like Michael Jordan got suspended for get for gambling and that he was obviously didn't have the flu during his flu game. Uh kind of a two for there. But my favorite baseball conspiracy theory is that Albert Pujols is really like fifty five years old or whatever and <laughs> just like lied about his age because he doesn't have a birth certificate. Uh I very much subscribe to that one. Um Uh I would ch- that checks that I would I would totally buy that one for sure. Um, watching, I have it on as well. I haven't been playing, paying as close attention to it. It's just kind of in the background, but watching it reminds me of, do you remember the game? I had it for PS2, but I know it was on, my friend had it for like GameCube. Uh, it was MLB Slugfest 2004. Did you ever play is that? that? With, uh, is that the one with Mark McGuire on the front? I believe so. I can't remember, but it was, it, I only had the 2004 one. But like the home run derby, it was like these midget clowns, like were like the ones <laughs> yep. in the fields, and and so like <laughs> I cut to a scene of the kids like catching the ball for the home run derby, like in the field, and I was just like, it would be better with midget clowns. <laughs> Dude, yes. uh, but that game was so fun. That and like if you haven't caught on to our drop for music, um, for our intros and outros, it's uh, it's an actual song. I can't remember the name of the actual song, but I just used the instrumental because it was the the intro music for uh for nba street volume two and so like if you hadn't noticed that's where it came from if you recognize it but couldn't put a put a name to it that's where you recognize it from probably so uh shout out to classic video games those games are selling for so much money right now i wish i could get i could find my original copies of them but they're probably all scratched the hell anyway so it doesn't matter but, I bought yeah. a I bought a copy. So after you you made that the the intro music, I did said this in the confidence of our text thread. But I will now admit to the I will admit to the uh, to the group that I had never played NBA Street Volume Two because I had the first one and pl- I mean I probably logged a billion hours on that thing, uh, <laughs> but I never actually played Volume Two. So I bought it. It was like I found it for like. 18 bucks on ebay i actually had to buy a new ps2 controller because (laughs) uh i hadn't played my ps2 in ages and half the buttons didn't work um but but yeah i I found it and i actually one of my friends also said that he had played what was the one that was for ps3 and xbox 360 that was like um it was the next like iteration of it home court maybe uh yeah i think something like that i never i never got into it i had i hadn't played that one either and he was like that one was actually my favorite um so i ended up getting a copy of that as well for my ps3 Uh, i was really into those and i was really into nfl street i know nfl street never got quite the rap that nba street got it's just harder to do like pick up and like football compared to you know pick up basketball like it makes more sense for pick up basketball so uh but yeah those those were all all good fun games and then like just the standard mlb the shows were always fun too but 
MLB Slugfest 2004 was, I logged way too many hours on that game. Uh, fantastic. I love sports games, but why a lot of my friends they, did not. Why did they, why is it 2004 and not 2004 like every other game was? That never made sense. I don't know. I think it probably just stuck out, but like, I think that I remember like, that's how they like pronounced it too. Yes, in the, in the it was, drop. It was very strange. Yeah. So, uh, no, Man, I, was, I miss I was having sports. I was absolutely terrible at NFL Street. I was so like I'm not very good at video games in general. I have always been one of those people that plays video games and doesn't play like actively doesn't play on the hardest mode to like get <laughs> myself better. I would just rather like beat the shit out of a team. Like my parents used to always make fun of me because I would play backyard baseball on like the easiest mode and I would win like 50 to nothing. And they're like, Dal, how is that fun? And I was like, what do you mean? How is that fun? How is this not fun? <laughs> that uh, checks, that checks as far as being that competitive that you want to win like 50 to nothing. For yeah. Sure like for I don't, don't want to come on. I don't want to go on FIFA. Like I'm already bad at FIFA. I don't want to log on to <laughs> FIFA and get my ass kicked by the computer. And like, that's not enjoyable. I want to destroy everything and just win easily. <laughs> come on yeah that checks that checks for sure i love it i love a good comfortable lead i love a good comfortable lead does just as much as anybody but yeah oh man (laughs) the best is when you're playing somebody like if you're playing the computer and you lose or like whatever it's no fun obviously it's easier it's almost easier to handle when you're playing like somebody in person uh like i i'm fine with losing like to some like in person and i typically like in 2k i'll pick like the magic or one of the worst teams in the league like the magic and and they'll pick like the reigning champ like the warriors or they'll pick they'll pick the bucks or something like that and so it typically balances out but one time like this kid i was playing like i never like and he never was good he picked the bucks and i picked the magic and he just absolutely destroyed me because he just kept like no one can stop you honest and he <laughs> yeah that, so. <laughs> yeah so all right. Well, we've talked about enough fake sports. Let's talk about some real sports. Obviously, you talked about the home run derby. Um, man, I really like. I really miss having sports besides baseball to watch so bad. Uh, hey, even summer I'm leagues over. I love baseball, but it, it's not fun to watch. And I just keep up with the scores and stuff. I don't really sit down and watch the games because it's just. Uh, I'll take what I can get from it right now, but. Uh, we are a couple weeks, what, three weeks away from the Kentucky Bahamas trip. We got football starting soon. I have football coaching starting in two weeks. Uh, I'm excited about what, like, what are you, what are you thinking this upcoming football season? Are you, uh, are you already started doing some fantasy football mock drafts now? Uh, I might just, oh, actually, I guess I'll have to play fantasy football this year because I am in charge of our like work league. Um, I actually got voluntold the other day that I'm going to do a, like we have what we call teach us Tuesday that we do every month. Someone does just like a random one. Someone the other day or last month did like how to get started running. Someone did, it's like super into coffee. So they gave us like a 30 minute little, like, like a Ted talk, not lecture. It's just like, it's almost like, just like, kind of like an overview of stuff yeah uh, we've done a bunch of different things uh but yeah i got voluntold to do a like crash course to fantasy football uh for take this. take a qb in the first round that's what you need to tell them take take any say, qb take, the, take a kicker, kicker in the and, second round kicker and defense are very important 
<laughs> yeah, I've done a couple mock drafts. Um, it's it's annoying because last last year we did our draft order based off of March Madness in our in like the bracket challenge group, That's actually uh, which really was really idea. fun. It was super fun that way. And like this year, they're like, oh, well, I'm not going to do this because you have an unfair advantage. You host a college basketball uh, podcast. I was like, brother, I like, I still probably will not be able to correctly guess the March Madness tournament because it's so random of an event. It's almost like there's no advantage. Anybody, nobody has a, a clear advantage. And if we had stuck with that this year, that like the person that complained probably would have ended up be, drafting higher than me. Uh, but it didn't they decide like the people that complained enough like one of them is not even playing this year and so i was like really frustrated it's like we could have gone with our original idea but now we have to do a randomizer so next year we're this upcoming season we're gonna do a uh like the we're gonna do the march madness group ch- uh, bracket challenge to determine our order and i'm really excited for that uh because maybe my knowledge of college basketball will help me but nobody saw st peter's going to lead eight so like that just put a, a dent on everybody's uh, I went bracket. to I went to the Thor movie the other day and wore uh, my Peacock Nation shirt that I bought after St. Peter's beat us and some random guy stopped me. I went in Lexington. And some random guy stopped me and was like, dude, that shirt is awesome. He was like, that's so funny that you have that. <laughs> he was very... Was, uh, he do you think he was a Kentucky fan or you think he was a Louisville fan or what? No, he was a Kentucky fan. He, I... Cause I was like, he was like, he was like, that's so funny that you bought one. And I was like, yeah, I was like, I, I, I kind of like had to after, cause I wasn't overly mad actually after that loss. And then once home field like got the, or like dropped the, the shirts, I was like, all right, it has a peacock on it. Like, that's funny. Uh, yeah. He was like, yeah, I thought about doing it too. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people thought about it, but that's, that's cool that he was, he was cool about it. Cause I'm sure. There are some Kentucky fans that be like, "Take that off right now." <laughs> yeah. I, I was yeah, honestly yeah, yeah, yeah. that I hate for it. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. So, all right, man, let's let's jump into this beer review. We've uh, we've stalled long enough. What are you yeah. drinking tonight? So, I have Urban Artifact is a brewery out of Cincinnati, I believe. Yes, Urban Artifact Brewing. Uh, I'm drinking their Key Punch, which is a key lime fruit tart. I think it's like a Gosa technically um because obviously a tart is not a kind of beer um but it's 4.5 percent alcohol it's a 3.2 ph i didn't realize that we were putting ph on beers now <laughs> the acidity guess, level hours like, yeah <laughs> uh that's kind of funny um i think it was like a 12 percent i or like a 12 ibu uh was what it said on untapped it's a 3.8 percent um yeah, let's try it. On the on the thing, the little description of it says, this fruit tart has two key limes, a speck of vanilla, and a pinch of salt in each can. Which hmm. is cool. We, we all know how you feel about key limes, so. Bro, probably as soon like as I it. saw it, I was like, uh, yes. You're coming home with me. <laughs> Woo. That's a lot of lime. They weren't kidding. That's way smoother than I thought it was going to be, though. The lime like hits you right when you right when you start it, but that's really good, dude. 
This is way better than I was expecting. Nice. Yeah, the I've had a I've had a ghost before. It was like the margarita ghost. I reviewed it on this and it was pretty good. Like I ended up finishing the you know the rest of the pack. Uh but I it was a margarita ghost and it, it had like more uh it didn't have a, enough lime to it. I'm sure that would be good with a lot of lime. Definitely. Yeah. Huh. Wow, this is oops. Um yeah, this is really good. Uh I'm trying to think what I compare it to. Let's do Actually, here, you go while I think of who to compare it to, because I don't have enough. Yeah, it's it's easier to save the comparisons for the end. Yeah. All right, I'm drinking. I've had this brewery before, viewed on the pod. I had the, it was the Dirty Blonde Ale, but this is for Simon Hollow Brewing out of Deland, home of the Stetson Hatters. Uh, it's mid, basically like midway between Orlando and Daytona. Uh, so nice little, little town there. Pretty cool. They have some, they have a, like a dog parade I went to there one time they had like a dog parade on the weekend I was there for a wedding and it was like this is so random but it felt like you were like walking into downtown of back to the future uh so really really cool vibes but they have a brewery there for Simon Hollow Brewing uh so I'm I'm drinking tonight their blood orange wheat which is a what they describe as a vacation wheat ale brewed with blood oranges it's five percent Alcohol by, vol- alcohol by volume and 20 IBU, which is, I don't think we've ever actually explained what IBU is. It's the international bitterness scale, so, or units. So 20 IBUs there. Not, so it's like not overly bitter uh, because it's a wheat ale. It's not going to be super hoppy. Um, like an IPA is much higher IBUs. Uh, it got a 3.59 out of 5 on untapped. So I'm going to give this a go. Yeah, the the IBU scale is the main thing that like double and triple IPAs were made to do was break the IBU scale because it was initially out of 100 and they were kind of made to be able to try and break that 100 mark on the IBU scale. Fun fact. Hmm, didn't know that. That's interesting. Um, So yeah, the, uh, it's a, it's a weird it's a good flavor. I will say 100% that I am still sick a little bit. So um like I'm still a little congested. So my my flavor palette isn't totally accurate. Like I had a mango cart tonight as well and it was like this is not taste like a normal mango cart. The aftertaste definitely are affected by it. But it's good. It's a weed ale. Like the weed ale is the strongest. It's more flavor from the from the orange than like the pineapple that I had for the low key last week. Uh, there's it's more than just like a, a hint of pineapple or hint of orange. So um, that was pretty good. I will say it's not like I'm gonna I'm gonna finish all these. I'm not, it's not like I'm gonna keep buying these like I like I did in the mango carts or anything. Uh, it's kind of a like just you enjoy every once in a while, but I don't know. Um, I'm going to go with, have we compared anything to like Illinois for bat, like for beer? I feel like it's like an Illinois, like, you know, surprise you here, there. Um, but they think it's probably at the top. They're not really at the top. I don't know that I'll just go Illinois basketball because the orange. So Yeah. What are you comparing yours to? I'm going to compare mine to just the OVC in general. So it's something that is 
I feel like that every year is better than you expect. It kind of comes out of left field. It can be a different team every time. Uh, but it's just like it ends up producing more than you expect pretty much every year. So I'll go to OVC with mine. Nice. So, Dal, the Boilermakers. Connor. We're talking about them tonight. Boilermaker. They finish. Yeah. <laughs> finish the sentence. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, we're talking about Purdue tonight. Um, they've had they had a remarkable season last year. Probably one of the best in recent memories. If I if, I, if we're being honest, um, regardless of where they finished in the tournament, their regular season was was pretty pretty dang good. Uh, obviously, they had a really super talented, a couple of super talented players, but a really super talented player in Jaden Ivey uh, who went to the Detroit Pistons. But let's break down the last season. So they went 29-8 and eight overall. They went 14-6 and six in conference play. So they finished third in the Big Ten. They finished 10th in the AP Top 25 and 14th in Ken Palm. Um, so they, like I said, Jaden Ivey's departing, went to the Celtics or to not the Celtics, the Pistons, Travion Williams went undrafted. Uh, he averaged 20 points with or 20 minutes and 10 points, um, off the bench, which at the beginning of the season, like he was one of the heralded like top 10 returning players. So it was interesting that he had the season that he did I feel like, uh, obviously Zach Eady played outplayed him for the starting spot, I guess. Um, but Trayvon Williams went undrafted, went to the Celtics on a contract. Sasha Stefanovic, who, in my opinion, was one of the the more underrated players for Purdue last year. Really good shooter. Um, He went undrafted as well. He was a senior, though. So he went undrafted and uh, signed a contract with the Spurs, like a summer league contract. Um, Eric Hunter Jr., I think he he entered the draft. He was a senior. I think he entered the draft and went undrafted. I don't know if he picked up a contract anywhere. Uh, he was a guard that averaged 25 point, uh, minutes a game and six points a game. And then Isaiah Thompson, he transferred to Florida Gulf Coast University. He averaged 16 points or 16 minutes. Keep on doing that. 16 minutes a game and uh, four points uh, off the bench for the Boilermakers. So um, I feel like they're losing a lot, but at the same time, they aren't. Like if you look at their returning players, they're getting more returning. When we talk about this pre recording, they they have like they're returning basically all their bench and then Zach Eady and Mason Gillis. Um, but losing Jaden Ivey and Stefan, uh, Sasha Stefanovic and Travion Williams, even though he was coming off the bench, those are huge gaps that you have to fill. So break down our returning players for us. Um, Dal. I mean like the, the, before I do that, the like, Travion Williams in, I know that the, whole like oh it's not about who starts it's about who finishes and um that starting is kind of overrated purdue like truly did have six starters last year because we were talking about earlier but zach Eady like played less than half of a game in terms of minutes so even though trayvon williams kind of like how tari eason came off the bench for that lsu team but ended up playing was ended up being tops on their team in minutes and was playing starter minutes just off the bench. That's how Trayvon Williams uh, was. So it's, I mean, he's both literally and figuratively a huge loss. 
<laughs> yeah, definitely. Because uh, he is a large man. But uh, but no, I mean the the other guy I mentioned there, Zach Eady, is coming back. He's the big. He's the big. Um, the big return that they have. Oh, also Eric Hunter Jr. transferring to Baylor, or not Baylor to Butler. Uh, he's from he's gotcha. from Indianapolis, so he's transferring there. It looks like. Um, but yeah, Zach Eady coming back. Um, averaged fourteen and almost eight last year on nineteen minutes per game. Mason Gillis, forward that also is coming back. Brandon Newman, Caleb First, and uh, Ethan Morton are also guys that uh, are coming back. Honestly, we kind of talked talked about how they. Lost a bunch of their their starters. Uh, Purdue's entire bench is pretty much back though, which obviously is, yeah. I guess, better than losing everyone. Uh, have some continuity there in the on the fringes, but the they're they're being able to kind of have guys step up and have a a good starting five is going to be there. The big thing. It looks like they also. Uh, Trey Kaufman, Wren, and Brian Waddle uh, redshirted last year and will be uh, will be suiting up this year. Yeah, and and when you lose players like Travion Williams and Jaden Ivy, like it's going to be really hard to find production from like to re- like to find to replace that production. Really, uh, they're getting a couple of four star. Uh, Four-star guards in Camden Heidi, I think is how you pronounce it, or Heidi, and Braden Smith. Um, Camden is from Plymouth, Minnesota, and Braden Smith is from Westfield, Indiana. Uh, so Camden's a shooting guard, and, a, and then Braden's a point guard. They're getting Fletcher Lawyer. He's from Fort Wayne, Indiana. He's actually ranked 86th in ESPN Top 100 uh, as a shooting guard there. And then they're getting this guy, William Berg. He's a center from Stockholm, Sweden. He's not ranked uh, because he's from out of the United States. And then they have a, they have one transfer coming in, David Jenkins. He's a guard from Utah. He averaged 8.5 points a game, 1.7 rebounds, and 0.7 assists. So, like, looking at their incoming players, it doesn't look like they're going to get that kind of production uh, like that Ivy and Williams and Stefanovic had. Uh, but at the same time, those three I mentioned were not like freshman phenoms in their first year, obviously. Like it takes some time. Matt Painter, I think, knows what he does. I think he has a good system. I don't think it's a system that's really built around getting uh blue chip recruits. You know what I mean? Uh yep. so I I think I think it you're this season is not gonna be the season that we talk about these guys. Uh if we get anything positive out of it, it's a cherry on top for them. It's two, three years from now is when you'll start seeing production from these guys that painters had, you know, teams like in that place before. Um, so there should be a decent amount to get excited about for this, uh, for Purdue. Uh, but it's just going to take a little time. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, the, there are two, I mean, there are always, they're probably way more than two actually, but you can either have a team that's built on stars and have your kind of six, your top six rotation be what carries you. We saw Duke do that last year. It obviously yep. has worked for a bunch of different teams. But then there's also the approach where, all right, we're going to play legitimately 10 or 11 guys and the strength of our team will kind of be in 
the numbers that we have and the ability that we have to lean on our depth. And that seems very much like the way that the this Purdue team will go, considering who they're returning, who they're who they're losing out on. Because, um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure there will be guys that will take steps up. We've seen Jaden Ivey turned himself from, like, a maybe end of the first round. Definitely, like, might have been able to sneak into the lottery last year. But yeah. he was not, like, it was clear that he had the – the potential to be, but was was not a this good last year or the year before, um, and obviously got a lot better. Trevor Williams has continued to get much better. Uh, if you can get another leap from Zachy, that would be a huge help. But Matt Painter has shown that he has the ability to develop uh, these guys. So my guess is they probably end up in the like borderline top twenty five ish team just because. Voters seem to like the Big Ten so much, or the Big, yeah, the Big Ten so much. Uh, but my guess is we see them be kind of like a fringe top twenty-five team all year. Uh, probably a tournament team, but a leaning more towards like a nine or a ten seed rather than competing for uh, like a top four or five seed. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you on that. I I think they're gonna finish the Big Ten. In the Big Ten standings, that they probably finish around like four or five, maybe six, if like something tragic happens, like you know, God forbid, injury or something like that happens. Um, but I mean, we'll see. Uh, you know that these this Camden Haiti guy could outplay his ranking, or Braden Smith, or uh, Fletcher Lawyer. I mean, Fletcher Lawyer is ranked eighty sixth, and we know for a fact that you know four star guards like that you know, outplay their, their rankings like that all the time. So he could step in, have a good season, kind of be that in that same timeline that Jaden Ivey was on where he borderline go to the draft or, you know, like sneak in a lottery, but then comes back and then has a monster sophomore year. Uh, definitely not out of the question for that. So uh, where do you think that the, uh, this team will finish in the big 10? Mm, I think like the six or seven ish range seems Seems reasonable. Definitely. They, they, I feel it like here. Actually, let me look it up because I feel like that they had a really good home court advantage last year. Granted, kind of everyone in the in the Big Ten did. The Big Ten was very yeah. home, home team driven. Um, but always seems like Purdue is a hard place to play. Uh, so my guess is you'll see them fare pretty well at home. Kind of struggle on the road at times. And yeah, finishing that six, seven, eight ish range and probably still be. I mean, that's still with how many teams the Big Ten got in last year, that's still a a a tournament team. Uh, but that yeah, that'd be my guess. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you on that. So all right, let's move on to the all time Purdue starting five and six man. Uh with the point guard, I know it's recency bias, but I mean, like he's probably the best guard that Purdue's had in a long time, uh, outside of a name that we'll mention in a little bit. But I mean, mm-hmm. he was he was sensational. Uh, it's Jaden Ivey that we have at the, at the point guard, even though he didn't really play a true point guard. Um, we put him at the point guard because he could if he wanted to. Uh, do you agree or disagree? Podcast. This is our podcast. We can do what we want. Um, <laughs> I agree because he's really really good. Yeah. 
who who's our starting shooting guard? Uh, yeah, so we threw Etwan Moore on here. He's a guy that is just outside of his college exploits, which were very very good. He also seems to be just like one of those kind of the epitome of the oh he is the is like a perfect ninth tenth man to bring in to your NBA team because he's a great locker room guy. Uh, he always just seemed like such a a fun guy to watch on those uh, on those Purdue teams in uh, in like the middle of the 2010s. So he was our he was our pick at the at the two guard. And then for our small forward or you know or three, we picked Glenn Robinson. He's probably the best player Purdue's ever put out. Uh, obviously, historic NBA career, NBA champion, all rookie first team, two time All Star, but um at his time at Purdue I mean he was this NCAA season scoring leader Big Ten player of the year 1994 uh first team parade all-american in 91 you know all second first team in 94 so and then in high school I mean he was Indiana Mr. Basketball uh so obviously a fantastic player Glenn Robinson has always been a favorite of mine um even obviously before I was born so I just have to appreciate the what I watched <laughs> before, but uh, like this is a no brainer, easiest pick for this whole uh, starting five here. So who you, you were really good, you know, dead set on our power forward here. Who do you, who do you have? Dude, it's gotta be Robbie Hubble. Uh, he just outside of being a great player, the story of him tearing his ACL, uh, I think twice even, uh, and just like constantly come battling back from those. He also has done some, I don't know why, for all the things that we could talk about for him on the basketball side, this is what comes to mind. But he's also done some uh, like announcing on kind of random games. Uh, and he always just like seems very charming in those too. So I'm a big Robbie Hummel fan. He was always in just like kind of flipping between games if I saw Purdue was playing whenever. Uh, Robbie Hummel was on those teams. It was always one of those where I would kind of stop to to watch. Um, so he was our he was our our power forward. And then for our center, we went with Joe Barry Carroll. Uh, in 1980, he led Purdue to a Final Four. So it was definitely a decision that was uh, what they did at the university at the time. But also, I mean, the man was an All Star, all all rookie first team. And uh, he was a consensus All-American when he's at Purdue. And uh, he averaged 17 points in NBA career, which is not an easy thing to do. And he also averaged 17 point, like seven points in his uh, final four run. So um, that was also like the, the easiest pick for center. And then lastly, go ahead, Dal. Tell us who our sixth man is. Yeah, it's the, the little tiny assassin, Carson Edwards. <laughs> uh, he... It's funny we're talking about that Trayvon Henderson or Trayvon Williamson signed with the Trayvon Williams signed with the Celtics because uh, Carson Edwards <laughs> got drafted by them a couple years ago. Uh, but dude, he I feel like that he was one of the first people to kind of bring the whole like Dame mentality where Carson Edwards just would pull from anywhere yeah. on the floor and would no hit fear. big shots. Uh, so it's. Obviously hard to live up to the Dame 
uh, kind of like watermark for being that good. But Carson Edwards did a pretty damn good job of uh, replicating Dame's game in the college in the college ranks. So he's our he's our six man scorer off the bench. Agreed, agreed. There is a. I feel like we should do an honorable mention just because of even before the circumstances, but you know he was still a good player, but. Um, just because of what happened recently, we can't go any further talking about Purdue basketball without talking about Caleb Swanigan. Yep. Uh, just absolutely like that, that guy was really good in college. Uh, it's a shame how he kind of bounced around the league, but, um, you know, like it just, I just get help if you need help guys, like just reach out to people. Um, it's just so sad what happened. So our hearts, uh, thoughts and prayers go out to the Swanigan family and Caleb's friends. Uh, just terrible, terrible tragedy. Uh, he didn't need to die that that young. And uh, get help, get help if you need it. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Yeah, yes. just, that's that's our that's our good message for the day uh, is to, is to do that. So, all right, well, man, this has been fun. We talked about Purdue basketball. We talked about beer. Uh, we hit all our check boxes for this episode. What are you What are you leaving us with the last call, Dale? Uh, I think my last call is going to be to shout out the most valuable player of the NBA 2K23 Summer League, and mm-hmm. that was none other than Sacramento Kings <laughs> draft pick Keegan Murray, who I was super high on last year, um, was very excited about him being able to go so high in the draft, thought he was a great pick. Uh, we've been talking in our group chat a bunch about just assembly in general, but uh, <laughs> it was funny because I definitely sent a pic, a video of Keegan Murray shooting a three that he just like absolutely bricks. And everyone's like, wait, Dal, didn't he miss that shot? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> irrelevant. But uh, he, I feel like that Paolo and Chet, especially Chet after the first game and then Paolo um, just with a couple of their, their other games seemed to me to get the most shine, but was really glad to see Keegan Murray get the get the MVP. He averaged like twenty three and seven, um, shot forty percent from three, and showed off what I think was always, in my opinion, the big thing that made him not just a great draft pick for the future, but a great draft pick now is that. There, it's just so hard to find movement and shooting, especially like running off of screens and that kind of thing with big men. And he can very clearly do that and has already yeah. shown the ability to um, be comfortable doing that. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to, wanted to give a shot to him. And, I mean, just shout out to Summer League in general. I know we, we covered it uh, a bunch, but, man, Summer League is just so fun. So fun. Uh, his one of his teammates actually, Nemus Kita, that was let's say mm-hmm. former Utah State Aggie. They're the Aggies, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah. He was he was super fun. So the the that Kings team was was really fun. Uh. And yeah, something was something was great. Yeah. Um. Summer League is, is definitely fun. Uh, this is the most probably I paid attention to it in a while, but uh, I enjoyed every almost like every minute of it. I'm actually rewatching the Kings Magic game right now because it's on NBA TV. Nice. Uh, so and it's like eighty three seventy. So 
with two two and a half minutes left to go in this game, and the Magic blew a thirteen point lead thanks to the war criminal RJ Hampton. But um, <laughs> all that to say <laughs> is uh, just I, I just enjoy sports when they're on. Uh, don't take it don't take it for granted because right now we're stuck with baseball and that's it, and it's not satisfying my sports itch. But we're getting there. We're getting close. Um, but uh, just man just have fun when sports are on. Um, and then also thoughts and prayers up to uh, the Antelope Sharks football team. Uh, we're, we're two weeks from fall practice, fall camp starting. I'm super excited for that. So uh, I might be a little bit less active on Twitter just because you know how crazy football season is, especially the start of season. And, uh, and then also I have to share a quick story. I was redoing the, sprinklers in my in my yard tonight like finally getting all the broken ones fixed and so i had to like you know adjust them and my dog just went like nuts outside because she's never really like played in the sprinklers before because they're usually going on in the morning and she was like i'll post a video of it later so enjoy good sailor content because she is the best puppy but also the worst puppy but the best dog (laughs) in the world and uh you know if you if you want to go ahead and share a picture of your dog or video of your dog or cat or whatever pet that you want to share uh because we love the interaction more interaction with us means we uh get to know you guys more our listeners more and what you want to hear so um that's my last call is just man enjoy life there's no point in being so negative all the time so uh try and be positive uh went and saw thor last week and had a great time uh i could have easily taking a negative take on it but you know what i enjoy the movie for what it's worth so same with same thing with life you guys do that too all right yeah uh well dal if you don't have anything else that uh, we're gonna head out of here so let us know where our listeners can find you and uh where they can interact and have fun with you yep uh do underscore well Harmon on twitter uh i have been posting some memes at connor's expense on the beers and buckets twitter account as well which is always fun uh, but yeah, um, then look out for, for just us continuing these, these previews. Um, if there's anything you want us to cover, um, I know I did that episode with Cam a couple weeks ago for conference realignment. If there are any other, uh, <coughs> topics you would like us to cover to take a look at, um, like Connor said, all, the interaction is always welcome. Uh, we're always looking for, for feedback. So yeah, feel free to. Shoot us a note on anything you'd be interested in seeing, and we can get something spun up. Yeah, and uh, we were talking pre-pod about this, is that we're going to make all our show notes. uh, We're going to condense them and put them, these tables that we put in Excel or in a sheet or in some sort of vessel to give to you guys that if you (laughs) want before the season, besides the audio vessel, obviously. Uh, but a visual that it's kind of like a cheat sheet to the college basketball season because we covered a lot of teams and we're going to probably continue to cover more of these teams and uh, preview conferences and things like that. So um, we, this is going to be super helpful, like a breakdown of, of a, like a preseason guide for you guys. Um, obviously nothing is set in stone. Uh, transfers happen all the time. There's still transfers that haven't been announced yet. Um I mean, it's as we approach the season, it's definitely going to be more established rosters. Like if you listen to like this episode versus like the off season episode one, uh, you know, there's people that were undecided then. Obviously, now that they're decided now, uh, but we will continue to update all of that for you guys. 
and uh, making sure that you guys can be the most knowledgeable you've ever been going into a college basketball season. So you can enjoy it the most. So uh, we appreciate you guys listening. Make sure that you leave any uh, comments or questions or anything for us. We try to do polls so we can interact with you guys. Um, But uh, share this episode if you don't mind. If you have a Purdue fan that you know, uh, share this episode with them. Because obviously if they're a Purdue fan, they're probably going to know everything that we discussed. But uh, we might add some insight to their roster breakdown that they might not know about. So who knows? Uh, But this is also for you to just get to know Purdue. So that way when it comes down to... Uh, the season you could expect you have some expectations in mind other than thinking that they're last year's team because they aren't and every team is different college basketball each year so uh but we appreciate you guys listening and uh yeah you guys actually let's go boilermakers boilermaker i hardly know her uh so i had to get that one in there dow didn't finish it earlier so you guys have a fantastic week and uh, we'll catch you next week